Old school. I'm from that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt. Dirt, gotta get back to it. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, exciting night tonight. Uh, back in studio. Um, only one more week, I believe, Matt. We said we're going to take a break, so we'll take next week off to to rest up, to get into the full season here of uh, racing action and Throttled Up. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to do it every Wednesday night again. I'm 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 excited as well and ready to go. And we've got some fun things to talk about tonight, but. Uh, before we do, let's run down our sponsors here uh, for everybody, starting off with In the Fast Lane. In the Fast Lane Productions.com is the premier place in southern Indiana to see all of the racing action from Brownstown Speedway on Saturday nights. Go and get your premier account now, especially headed into the offseason. It's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy. 812-372-4483 at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. 
trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call in today at 812-216-3900. Wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? APR Podcast Studios in Crowlersville, Indiana is available to record, edit, and produce a podcast in-house for you for a minimal fee. Don't waste hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to get started. Let APR Podcast Studios do the hard work and you worry about the content and entertainment. APR Podcast Studios is available by email at aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com or by phone at 812-455-1313. APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana is excited to announce a new show coming to the APR weekly lineup. Who's Your Hardwoods Live will be a weekly hunting and fishing podcast that you won't want to miss. Co-hosts Matt Lamar and Muriel Robinson bring their expertise and experience to the airways as they discuss techniques, products, locations, and maybe even a few mistakes they've made in the woods before. Don't miss all of the content from Who's Your Hardwoods Live coming out later in February. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. All right, let's check here real quick. Uh, Mike, I know you're on there. Uh, Brownstown Speedway just said they can't hear anything. Can you guys hear us? I don't know if it was just the iPads not coming through. See if anybody answers me. Can you guys hear us talk? I'm guessing. Huh. Let's see. Now Blake Daniel says it's silent, so let's see here. I don't know if I can adjust that from here. Let's see. They said they can hear the voices. Okay, see, they can hear us. I don't know. I don't know why it happened there. It went through the recording, so, all right. Well, we're done with that anyway. So, I do want to say one thing uh, there that was in the sponsor reads. um, Kind of an exciting thing coming up. Going to start next Tuesday. Who's Your Hardwoods Live is a new outdoor uh, hunting and fishing podcast presented by Matt Lamar and Mural Robinson, APR Podcast Studios. Uh, is working with them on so if you get the chance check that out go and subscribe there'll also be a facebook live show at their hoosier hoosier hardwoods outdoors page um, and check that out and and support those guys as well um before we get into anything i want to i want to shout out this because i know oh boy's on here tonight he's already already asked me to sign his forehead so i I don't know which i'm first and foremost i want to know why it was you and not why why is he not asking me but then i'm afraid where he's going to say he'd like me to sign so i i'm just going to leave it alone at that but i do want to give a huge shout out to him i do i was going to bring that up too um he sent us a picture last night and all i'm going to say i'm not going to get into too much of it because i want it to be somewhat of a surprise but he came to us in the off season and said you know he really appreciated the episode he was on and and you know we tried to kind of help him you know raise some money um that would get him back on the track unfortunately he wasn't able to get back last year uh but coming out with a, a new car this year and he said i want to do something special for throttled up and he put us on the car in a way that i never imagined like i i thought he might take a sticker or maybe get a bigger sticker and stick it somewhere but huge shout out to oh boy and what he did for us and um i really appreciate it zach it means the world yeah he 
I was very impressed. Definitely put a smile on my face when he sent us the picture last night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. And Yeah, I was in bed and my wife's like, what are you so excited about? And then I'm like, I, you, you just won't understand. <laughs> you just won't understand. It's it's race cars. Yeah, <laughs> you won't get it, but that's okay. Um, still exciting. But we do have a guest in studio, Matt, if you want to go ahead and introduce who we've got with us tonight. Uh, with us tonight, Justin Joy, uh, Hornet driver, uh, looking possibly in the future to uh, move up in some classes. So going to bring him on. Justin, you're starting to trend. You're the first Hornet driver we've had on the show. So welcome. Thank you. Justin, if you want to move that mic a little bit closer to you, you can swing it right up in there. Yep, there you got to be better. Um, These microphones are like girlfriends. you got to keep them closed. Yeah. Not so. If not, they run <laughs> off. So, Justin, where where did the uh, – you know, this is something I like to ask every driver, and I, I don't know, some of our, uh, our listeners may kind of get tired of it, but it's always interesting to me in the sense that, you know, what is it about racing that drew you to this sport? Well, it starts back with uh, my great-grandpa, uh, Ted Pfeiffer. Uh, he ran USAC back in the 1960s. And then uh, he actually went and uh, tried out for the Indy 500 cars. In 1963, he got shot down. Uh, he was in World War II and uh, had some mortar fire that caused him blind in one eye. So they uh, disqualified him out of the uh, tryouts for that. And then he uh, ended up coming back restoring the whole car and then uh it's actually sitting at the uh museum up in indianapolis uh so it's kind of started there and then my uncle jim and them started racing there at brownstown in 1998 in the bomber series and uh he ran that for a good while him and uh his boy jim or uh james most people knew him jj and then uh he ended up going up to super stocks and ran them for a little bit and then i believe it was 2016 he decided to get out of it I, I talked to a Jim, so it's been three years ago now, and he told me about his dad and trying to get in the Indy 500 there, and that, that is an amazing story. He said he actually got to turn the laps, and then they found out that he was blind in that eye and, and then told him he couldn't he couldn't race in the race. So, Yep, and then uh, once the USAC actually found that out, that he had been racing for like four or five years with a, you know one right. eye, they pulled his license, and that was that. So Wow. I'm looking here. They're saying they're having trouble hearing him, and I think it's because I th I don't think it's coming through our mics is the reason why. Um, so everybody, I, I know this is awful, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump. We're gonna jump off this one real quick, and we will bring up a new Facebook Live um, right off the bat that will that should have our mics coming through. There must be something not clicked correctly, so. Let me jump on and do that real quick, and we'll come right back. Brother, Mike says move the mic closer. Is it? Can you not hear him at all? Or is it just low? See, I think it's. I don't think it's coming through because that's why this didn't come through. Okay. So let me everybody jump back on with us here. Let me see because it should come through pretty clearly. I know we're a lot louder than than he is, so that's yeah. Let's see if we get this on there. Throttled. Let's see. Always something. Technology's supposed to be easier. <laughs> I'm out of practice, man. I took a sick day Sunday, didn't do one, so out of practice. Let's see here. Let's jump back on. Let me see if I can get this up. All right, let's see when we get some people back on here with us. 
Um, this should be much better, hopefully. Get somebody on here with us and see. All right, can you guys hear us now? Yeah, let's make sure this is clear Jeremy, and sounds can, better. Can you and Mike, can you guys hear us? Justin, go ahead and talk in there too and see. Hello? Do, can you guys hear now? Nobody, nobody's responding. No, nobody's talking now. Now they can't hear any of us. Mike, <laughs> did you hear Justin also? Okay. Good to go. Yep, that's what I thought it was. Thank you guys. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Always got to keep you guys on your toes, making sure you're there. Oh, boy, found his way back, so that means everybody else should be able to. So, um, other, I don't see Derek Bottoms, but who knows? He's a karate class or... Hey, we'll throw that out there, though, that uh, Billy Badfast yeah. has Warrior Front End bumpers for sale right now. So, And Billy Badfast. Okay, capital, capital. Yeah, capital bumpers. Capital bumpers for sale. Uh, Billy Badfast will be uh, returning as a sponsor here at the end of February for Throttled Up the Podcast. So don't forget about those guys um, and go check them out. Uh, you know, Billy Badfast performance, it is the place to go, as said by Zach Burton. He, yeah. he is a Billy Badfast kind of guy. So, him and Derek Bottoms. Zach told me that Billy Badfast is his hero. Yeah, well, that's, again, I'm, I'm just shocked that Zach wanted you to sign his forehead. I mean, I would think that it would be, it would be Bottoms and Billy Badfast. Uh, yeah. You would think so. So, anyway, obviously, Justin, sorry we, we, got, we got off track there with these guys, but... Um, you obviously have that family tradition in racing um you know this this whole family that is uh you've grown up around it so why did you decide though that the next step was you wanted to be in a car well being around the track growing up and stuff and helping grandpa in the shop and at the track and everything it just i wanted to do it but just the funds wasn't there i mean we i everybody worked hard for what they had and you know growing up we didn't really live on the good side we you know average class and just parents couldn't really afford it and now i'm finally stable and everything else and i finally i actually sold my boat last year and had the money in the pocket and <laughs> bought another hole in the water just throw money at. you will not believe who <laughs> this is, i was just gonna say the same yeah. exact thing. either they sell a boat and buy a race car or sell a race car and buy a boat yeah it's one or the other those There's, boats and race cars like they can't coexist. Well, the, and I think the thing is, is I think it's exactly what he just led on to there. Everybody involved in this has an addiction to, to throwing money at something. Yeah. Um, and it's either boat, race car, or, what, or for us, podcasting. Yeah. I guess we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're tossing it now, but you're exactly right. It's Pete Abel sold his race car to buy a boat. We're selling boats to buy race cars. So, um, but the cool thing is, it's you know, it's one of those where no matter what, uh, you know, you make it happen to get it done. So, and you know, being on all these uh, Facebook pages and stuff, and I, I'm always on there looking around, and it's it's the same thing is, is somebody's trying to trade all their racing stuff for a boat, or got a boat on there trying to trade it for a race car. Oh or yeah, something. yeah. I just finally decided to get rid of the boat just because it was got to the point where. I never really had a set schedule with work, with farming and stuff, and it was just difficult to really get a group of people that I knew I could count on, you know, call up Saturday morning, hey, good to go to the lake this weekend, and then, well, I'm already got plans or whatever, so the race car just 
a lot easier. I can hook up to it, go to the track, and there's always going to be some type of friend there. That's <laughs> so. Well, you know the two best days a guy owns a boat, though, right? <laughs> yeah. The day he buys it and the day he sells it. So. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, there's no winner circle at the lake. <laughs> no. No matter no. how much you try and uh, you try and make one. And like within like three days of selling the boat, the guy called me. He's like, "Hey, uh, you know, could my mechanic call you and see what you've done to this boat or whatever? This, this, and that." And I was like, "Yeah, that's no problem." And he calls me. He's like, "Well, it wasn't your fault, but we blew the whole lower unit out on the lake." <laughs> And I mean, destroyed it. He oh, sent me my. pictures and everything else, and he ended up dropping twenty two hundred dollars in to fix it. So I was like, "You timed it perfectly. I timed it right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one to get in, no one to get out. That's right. Yeah. So obviously, so how long have you been in the car now? Well, I actually bought it last year, uh, fair weekend. Okay, Texas County Fair weekend. So I uh, ran, I believe it was eight point races and then run fun fest so now is that uh chris um it's chris wade's old that's car. what i thought yes so yeah okay and what drew you because you are as matt said you're our first hornet class uh driver on here um and i'll be honest i have i have gained a a, a new respect for the hornet class that as a previous fan i probably didn't have um getting the chance to watch you know what bill grant was able to do this year at at brownstown and yeah. a lot of the other drivers that were there um i probably got an appreciation for it a lot more than i ever had and uh but what drew you to that hornet class well i actually had the boat up for sale and uh chris wade's dad had messaged me and asked if he'd be interested in possibly trading that car for the boat and actually had a guy that was supposed to come that night to look at it and was very serious on buying it and so it's like the guy showed up hand me cash so i was like well now i got the cash in the hand still had a little extra after i went and bought the car so ended up getting some more parts with it and everything else and so it was just right there spare of a moment and i was like well we'll try it out and i knew who owned it before and i knew i mean it was built right and everything so for the price that i got to that i couldn't pass it up so <laughs> Had you drove anything on the racetrack before you rolled out there, you know, your first night at Brownstown? Nope. Never have. Besides, I mean, I've ran, raced four-wheelers and stuff like that, you know, around the farm and stuff like that, but nothing actually on an oval. So, And what is it like the first time you strap in to, to go out? Yeah, because you got to remember, we're huge fans, but we're both non-drivers, man. We've we've never been in a race. And, and I will say this: as as much as all the different divisions are different, I don't care what anybody says. You're still strapping in a race car, and you're still yes. hitting the track for the yeah. first time. All I know is when I pulled in there, I saw a lot of eyes just get real big, with like softball <laughs> size, because I was the new owner of Chris Wade's car, and a lot of people wanted that car. Oh, really? And I mean, I had a couple people come over wanting to buy it right off the bat, like while I'm at the racetrack, and I'm like, "No, it ain't for sale." And so, you know, getting off, the, uh, getting off there, off the trailer and stuff, and getting right there in the lineup shoot. I mean, I was shaking. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here I am, never been on the track, nothing, just watching, you know, the uncle and grandpa, and I'm like, eh, "Okay, well, we're gonna go out here and do it," and you know. And then as soon as I got off the track, I was like, "Yep, I'm ready to go again." Like it just. <laughs> 
I couldn't get enough of it. Next or, Saturday night couldn't come fast enough. No. Huh? <laughs> and and this may be and and you can tell me if it is. It may be a stupid question. I think what I would stress, like when I go watch the race, obviously all of the, you know, kind of the. The procedures of how you do things. I mean, hot laps and all of that and how many laps you run and those kind of things. And and the heat race, it, it's very natural sitting up there. I think if I was in the car, I would be thinking constantly like, am I going to screw this part up? What do I need to do next? Does that play in the, any factor or do you just go with the flow and see what happens? I know when I first got out there on the track, I'm sitting there, you know, wasn't 100% sure when, you know, the firing and everything else. And it was like sitting there okay and then as soon as we take off then you're wondering okay where's that car at behind you and then you're just sitting there wondering who you're going to get into or whatever because you don't want to junk anybody's stuff right i mean period and being the first time out there on the track that's all i kept having in my mind was waiting you know getting somebody's way cause some type of accident or something and you know over the time it eventually come around and i would say the first few times i would probably be more tired than usual because i'd probably be tense and stiff and gripping the wheel too much and you know I, until you get that relaxed feeling you, yeah it's you it's, go back to when you was 15 learning to drive you know you anytime just, you do something new yeah exactly yeah. and i mean the whole time my hands by the time i got done with the race <laughs> my gloves were soaked with sweat <laughs> and i was just like finally whenever i was able to take my uh fire suit and stuff off i just you could feel the tackiness of just and oh, the yeah. dust and the dust settling because you're so soaked from sweat you could just I mean, feel just, it all over feel it all over so that's cool i mean that you know that's gotta be a cool feeling so what oh, is so what do you think the what what what's the most important thing you learned in the the short time you were able to race last year a bolt check <laughs> that is the number one thing is bolt check i uh and just going over the car absolutely going over the car is, is i got to the track and you know i went over and over and over and i thought i got everything and went to go change the tires down and grabbed a hold of the spindle to take the wheel off and it just shook real bad and i was like what in the world well castle nut on the lower ball joint was backed all the way off holding on by two threads oh my and i'm like oh like i just missed it but it definitely that's something that's got to be checked i mean the <laughs> nut and bolt check every time and my brother wants to know if you heard uh, noises in the car that wasn't there like you you just your senses was so you know intense that you was hearing things rattling or loose that that maybe really wasn't well, I mean, on the track you hear, I mean, it inside that car just because, I mean, you got the doors out and everything to clear the door bars and the cage and stuff like that. So you get that rattling noise oh, anyways. And so you'd always be like, okay, well, that's normal. And then, you know, sometimes you'd hear something. Yeah, I don't think that's normal. And then you get <laughs> off the track and then you'd be sitting there looking and looking and looking and then, and then nothing be there. So, huh. I do want to shout out here real quick because I, I talked about him before he joined, but Bill Grant is with us. Yes. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to him. And Bill, you, you weren't on here when I was talking about it, but uh, you know, getting to watch you, especially this year, and the other guys in the Hornet class definitely brought a, a new appreciation to me for what you guys do. So I do want to give a shout out. And Bill's got one. I know you brought it up at the banquet. Bill's got one of the coolest stories, you know, the race stories of of the year after his it was his first feature win, correct? Yeah, he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Had to go to the hospital. 
Uh, second feature win, the screws backed out of his glasses, and he raced most of the feature, unable to see. Then he had the pretty much Talladega style wreck coming out of turn two that one evening. So, and I'll be honest, that's that's the whole reason why I've decided not to become a full time race driver is I'm just afraid my first feature win might end in the same way. And Bill looks like he's in better health than me, to be honest. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. afraid it might end me and. Uh, and oh boy, I see you put smells are scarier than sounds. Um, that's with everything, eh? I was gonna say <laughs> that's that's life. Oh boy, I don't know what you're smelling, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll just leave that one at that. So we won't uh, we won't go any farther. But uh, and then uh, well, I don't know what he's saying. You get the rear end. You get the rear end grease burning up, or you know. Oh, I thought he was talking about in his race suit. Well, I'm trying to uphold him here. <laughs> He, he did us a solid, so I'm, I'm going to try to be on his side for one You're always so nice to everybody. Well, You're a good guy. But I do think it's a good, <laughs> good question. Uh, Matt's brother Mike brings up, do you have any superstitions on race day? Because I'm a former football coach, and I have, like, crazy superstitions. Like, I'm nutty when it comes to that kind of stuff. So do you have those on race day? Yes and no. I mean, on the way the track, if something has – from the time I've loaded up and on the way there, if something just doesn't go right then, then on the way there and at the track, then I'm starting to wonder the rest of the night what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And, and it's just, you just, and then those nights you're just over, like you just keep watching and watching and watching. And I think most of those nights that I don't think I probably raced the best I could have raced. And just because I felt like it probably was trying to watch too much, trying to keep from something happening. so. And I do want to shout out, too. I see my buddy Dirk Smith has uh, joined us here. And, uh, Matt, I haven't even told you this yet, but here in a couple weeks uh, when we're going to have Marty O'Neill on here with us, uh, Dirk is also going to be joining us. Um, he actually has a night off of work, and he's going to be coming in and uh, hanging out with us and asking some questions as well. So shout awesome. out to Dirk. I'm glad to see he's uh, he's on here with us tonight. But um, Justin, I'll ask you this too, because what do you think? You said that you know obviously bolt check, and those are the biggest lessons you learned. What's the next step you think you need to take in your driving on the track? Just, I mean, it's seat time, really. I mean, it's just seat time over and over and over. And when we're not on the track, it's best to be out there watching. You know, if you can catch the next heat race or whatever with the Hornets or whatever, just watching to see what everybody else is really doing. Just to try to – and that way you get a feel for the what the other drivers are doing. That way you kind of have an idea in your head, okay, well, this guy here, you know, he's running top five or whatever, and then this guy's running here in the back and – you kind of see if they're going to cross the track up and down, you know, just stuff like that that can really help. Has any of them come to you and kind of took you under their wing and, you know, and tried to help you that way? Or have you went to any of them? And uh, Shannon Walp and then the guys over there at uh, Haymaker Customs, they've uh, right off the bat pretty much just started helping me out. Uh, Trent Adams, like I said, the guy that pre- uh, had built the car that I had last year that I had bought from Chris Wade, he pretty much come over there off the bat and was telling me, Hey, this is what I did. And this is what we ran. Here's a start. And then go from there. Let me know what you need, what's it doing and stuff like that. And 
you know, finally towards the end of the season there, like Fun Fest and stuff, it just, I really got the hang of the ride and it just, everything went smooth. But the main issue I was having last year was I kept blowing the front ride off, kept rolling it off, rolling it off, and finally ended up uh, getting a tire pressure that worked right and ended up not really, I was, from what I was getting at was, is I was overdriving it into the corners and throwing too much weight to the right front and it would just, I mean, dig in and roll, roll the wheel off. And so I started letting off a little bit sooner and stuff like that. And it helped. So I think that's gotta be one of the toughest things is to figure out that balance between, you know, and I, this is going to sound dumb because it's the, you know, the Ricky Bobby thing, but to, you know, to slow down, to go fast, you know, yeah, understanding, you know, your control and your, your, how smooth of a driver you are. I would think, and I know we were joking before about you and I being on the track together in cars at the same time and Matt and us, us competing. I think that would be as a young driver, the toughest thing to learn. Cause you just want to push and push. And oh push. yeah. Um, Blake Daniels asked what number you are. You 4J. Yeah. Right? 4J. Uh, red and gray car there. So, uh, yeah, he's the number 4J. What was the four, what, 4W when you got four it? 4W whenever yes. I got it and I cut the W off of it and <laughs> made it to a J. Yeah. Made it to a J. <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout out here too, real quick. Just on a side note, uh, my buddy Juice is on here as well and and watching and gave us a shout out. So Juice, I appreciate it, buddy, and um, thank you for everything you do to help promote our podcast as well. So just wanted to shout him out as well. And Mike asks, "Are you good at taking notes? Do you keep meticulous notes race to race based on what you felt, what you saw, those kind of things?" I pretty much after I get done at the track and you know that Sunday or whatever. I'm sitting there kind of just writing stuff down that what worked, what didn't work. Uh, just, and like I said, I would go back. I had, uh, in the fast lane productions and I would just watch that over and over and over throughout the week, watching what I'd done from the previous Saturday to the previous Saturday and just kept watching what, what worked and what didn't. And kept, like I said, we'd watch to see where everybody else was running. What, what i was running and that's pretty much what i've been doing i mean it's just so you're saying the premium subscription there was well worth the money for you then yes. for in the fast lane so. yeah. yeah shout out to one of our sponsors yeah, in the so. fast lane productions yeah, so I, I was gonna since he plugged them i was gonna help <laughs> yeah. back it there so and the subscription pretty cheap too is oh, yes. you know it's, it's it's well worth the price what they're asking for it and like i said it's i mean you got live notes right there in front of you that you're, right able to watch what you're doing and what was working what wasn't working and that's a great point that you just said with the subscription price and not to continue to plug them but when you start looking at the other i mean the national touring series and what it costs for some of those subscriptions what you know in the fast lane is asking for that premium subscription the ability to watch every saturday night's features at brownstown is one heck of a heat deal. races and features yes heat races and features yes you're exactly right um my brother-in-law John wants to know who helps you at the racetrack. Are you one man band, or you got help? Or well, I mean, my cousin kind of helps me out, and a lot, my, like I said, we pretty much all help each other there. Uh, Haymaker Customs. We got Shannon Wolp, Trent Adams, and uh, Logan Salesman. And like I said, every weekend we're all there. Pretty much, they'll come over and look at my car, and I can start going. Like we just go through all of our cars. That way, we're not looking at, the, you know, over like it's something easy to overlook. I mean, you keep looking at it, looking at it, and you might not catch it, but, you know, they come over, look at it or whatever, they're more likely to catch something that I didn't catch. And then right. 
go over to their car or whatever. So we we all pretty tight knit, you know, group that works out. Take us kind of through what your your week is like as you prepare. Obviously, so let, let's say we've we finished the race on Saturday night. What's the rest of the week look like to get back again the next Saturday? Well, pretty much Sundays all unload, unloading everything, and then uh, normally we all work, you know, Monday through Friday or whatever. So normally we're off by five or six o'clock, and most nights we're in the shop till ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night throughout the week. So there's a lot of shop hours that's there that. <laughs> You know, always changing something. Just make sure that we don't have something break on us or bearing go out or CV axle go out, anything like that. So it's, I mean, What's, it's a nonstop. That's another comment my brother just asked if the hub bearings wear a lot. Is it, do you find a lot of wear in those from the stress, like, especially like your right front, you know, where you yeah. said he's going in too hard? Uh, I pretty much change those about every other race. Oh, really? I mean, as cheap as they are to do it it's better to do it and then to lose it than be sorry. sorry so and normally like on the right or right rear we got the safety hub to come off them uh caravans so those get reinforced and stuff like that so it's an actual full-on bearing assembly on a spindle rather than just a pressed hub and i actually had that one break on me last year oh wow the uh pulled out the main stock mount because uh, we normally just bolted in there with 916 bolts grade 8 bolts onto the factory assembly and sure enough it broke on me and i went out and just made my lap so i get my money for that night and right off the bat like five people dropped off the feature so i was like well you know i'll just go down here and just keep running circles not you know running hard or anything just keep it safe and end up finishing i think 10th or 11th that night out of 20 (laughs) cars and i was broke so (laughs) that worked out for me so and, you know, the reason why I kind of ask your week is because I, I I also want people to know. Zach Burton said that AutoZone dis- discontinued his lifetime warranty on hubs in Columbus and Franklin. So, uh, so they, they probably figured him out. There. Well, I, I So, Zach, I'm going to say this. Seymour might be hearing this as well. So you might be down another well, AutoZone. That was back when Zach was in the, in the Hornet. Yeah. So that's uh, – I got, I got uh, one of the parts over there in town that takes care of me that – you know, I don't, I don't get the warranty on it, but at the same time, is is what I'm getting them from from them, the price. It's you know, I prefer to go out there, spend that you know, that little money, and make sure I'm going to be good to go rather than. Well, so. feel, feel free to give them an advertisement there. That's, I mean, that's what we're well, here that's for. One, that's one thing we talked is, is we're not really going to oh, put gonna, that out okay. there just because right. it's one of those that phone calls that come in. And, you know, yeah. So. so I got a couple sponsors like that this year that, you know. On paper, we're good, but we don't want it all over the car and okay. everything else just because they don't want the phone calls and stuff like that. So, Do you have any you can publicize? Uh, Peak Lawn Care, they're, uh, they're out of Seymour, Indiana. Uh, veteran-owned, operated. Uh, let's see here. I got their phone number. Phone number is going to be uh, 812-216-6500. It's uh, Peak Lawn Care. Uh, it's Paige Coop and Michael Bush there that uh, run that. He's actually a previous uh, military vet. Actually went in with him at the same time. Signed the contract the same day and everything. And really? So. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty oh. cool. So you you also, former former vet. Yep. All right. Yeah, thank, and, th- and you're a firefighter. Yep. Yeah, Volunteer first firefighter. responder. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for service in both ways. Yes. I appreciate it, guys. I, yeah. I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, 
and uh i'm gonna ask you this on a flip side because i kind of know what you do you know as in the farm um for for a career how does that affect you know as we get into racing season kind of gearing up here in the spring um i know i i'm married to a farmer's daughter uh so i know what happens when planting and harvesting season comes around when the weather's right there's only one thing you're doing so how does that affect the timetable on on the car well actually out there at the Inglau farm uh they are very family oriented and they pretty much bend over backwards for us guys out there that work full time for them and uh they they normally let me off every saturday on race day or whatever and normally i i'm out there to shop and i normally working on the race car make sure just going over everything getting ready and so if they need me or whatever they'll call me or whatnot and but normally by two thirty three o'clock i'm off the clock and headed to the track so they uh they're very good about that for letting me off and everything else so that's amazing to work for for employers yes. that understand our addiction on saturday nights being at the racetrack and they work with you to try to get get your you know because you know all of us that work at the racetrack we all have full-time jobs on top of that and it's you know our employers are, are all kind of understanding that okay yeah he you know he's got a bail out of here so yeah they are very understanding i mean like i said they they bend over for us guys out there and they appreciate everything we do for them and i highly appreciate everything they do for us so it's it all works out and like i said it's it's a great place being out there so well and i can tell just talking to you too even you know and it's awesome they do that but you also get what planting and harvesting season is too so you understand that you know when the weather's right it may not mean you don't you're not making it to the track but like you said if you're there on saturday and they need something and the weather's right it's go time until you have to leave to get to the track yep. so and there's there's a couple nights that you know i was like you know i'm not worried about if i make it or whatever and then you know the beans soybeans get real tough at a certain time normally right after dark and everything and they just start getting damp and we just can't cut them and there's been nights that i've got back to the farm and it's you know i call somebody at the track and be like hey what's going on you know how much more time before you know the heat race for the hornet or whatever and then they're like oh well you got this much time and well i've got the truck loaded up and we're going and i pulled in and they've helped me unload and there's been times that i've pulled in there that i had about five seconds to spare to get to the lineup shoot so no that's the best thing about soybeans is you at least know there's a cutoff point <laughs> there's, there's a cutoff point at some nights and, <laughs> so i took the advantage on a couple yeah, of nights that, you know i wasn't you know i wasn't going to go out of my way to you know there i understand the farming stuff and you know if i'm on the clock i'm making money absolutely racetrack yes, yes, yes. i'm not so yeah you know it it didn't bother me either way but i, I highly appreciate everything they did for me last year and it's going to continue this year so it's funny though that you bring up the soybeans because when my wife and i was dating if we knew we were if we knew we were in the corn don't even try and plan with somebody you're going out to dinner but if you were in beans if you planned you know eight thirty nine o'clock you pretty much were solid that you had everything cleaned up put back in the barns and you could go out to dinner or something but if it was if it was corn or something uh we there if it's good we're we'll see you later so yeah, there's several nights that actually last year that we worked until about three, four o'clock in the morning, and it's <laughs> just because I mean, you know, we saw that in the forecast there's going to be three, four days worth of rain. That yeah. if we didn't go it now, we're going to be behind later on in the fall. So 
we're definitely not scared to run them out. Absolutely. So. <laughs> so I I do want to talk about going into this season, you got some, you know, you talked about need more seat time and you, you got the opportunity this year to get in the car and kind of see how, how it was. What are the goals going into this year? Well, right now I've been really debating on jumping up to a crate and I know that's a huge jump, but money wise, you're better off going to a crate because I mean, the crates can travel anywhere around and everybody's running them and the Hornets, not everybody's running them and the rules for like pure stocks and super stocks and stuff like that change so much from track to track. So it's, you're better off going to a crate and I know it's going to be a big jump, but you got to start somewhere and practice. I mean, it's going to be practice and practice and practice, but I think at really as of right now, I'll probably end up staying in a Hornet for this season and then just see what happens and see what falls in my lap. You know, something could fall in my lap tomorrow, but something may fall in my lap in the season. I don't know. I mean, life, life's a little crazy, so you never know really what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, this time last year, you were looking for people to go to the lake with you. Yep. So. <laughs> now, now you're looking for race cars. So, so. Matt, I do think I'll, I'll ask it because I know Mike asked it on here, and I, I do think it's worthwhile because you are the uh, the king of nicknames. And and Mike asked, you know, are are we go- what are we what are we going to work out here for Justin? I'm sure it's going to happen, but it's going to have to be one of those deals where it just rolls off something. You know, I'll be talking about him at the racetrack, and it it, it just rolls off the tongue, and there it is. So. Yeah, which so. the, which the good thing is, he if he said that about me. It would terrify me because I what rolled off I'm afraid wouldn't be very good. Um, for you, I think you're in I nothing mean, but good. Webb Lee got his in a conversation at the draw shack, you know. So it just just depends on conversations we have and things yeah, I see. I mean, so I call you old man. Yeah. Hopefully it's something good and not nothing. <laughs> something bashing or something like <laughs> no, oh, no no Matt no always matt always has has good nicknames yeah i'm i'm not that guy that, that does any bashing. no if, if he was gonna bash anybody it'd be me that'd be the only one. Oh, i would do that on purpose <laughs> hopefully it comes from something good rather than laura brockman know. wants to know well we haven't had rick gum on here because uh since we won the episode i, I do want to say happy birthday rick gum yeah i guess he's I, spending birthday at uh thirsty's right down the road this evening but happy birthday to him yeah i didn't even know it was rick's birthday so i hope rick uh rick listens to the episode he did know it was throttled up night because as soon as i walked in he said aren't you doing the show and i said yeah i said i'm eating dinner here before i go do the show and uh and uh, i got to sit down there with him a little bit and uh you know have a few uh beverages and uh mm. talk with him but uh yeah huge shout out and happy birthday to uh to rick uh here today and and rick will be back there is no doubt rick will be back uh we just gotta i don't know if i can laugh that hard every week yeah that kind of hurt your ribs and your cheeks and everything else so so justin uh i guess i'm gonna ask you this too because i always find this interesting you know obviously the family connection but growing up who were those drivers that you looked up to honestly it's like i said my grandpa uh it was just he always had stories after stories and uh any place i went with him 
there was always some type of story. Oh, hey, your grandpa done this, and you know he done this and that and everything else. And actually, in 2012, he actually got named uh, hometown hero there from the old timers reunion, uh, 25th Street Speedway. Oh, awesome. Uh, so he's always had stories when it come to racing, and like I said, and then going down to the shop with him, the gyms down there in Valonia and stuff. I was always excited because I knew what happened, what, what it was, what we were going to do. Because it was always once we went down there, we normally help load load up or whatever. So uh, we'd end up uh, going to the racetrack, and sure enough, we'd be helping Jim and everything else. So it was just being around Brownstown Speedway. And oh yeah, actually so- being right there instead of a television. So so much history too with. Uh- with the Brownstown Speedway and everything there, you know, just, uh, you guys are hearing some extra noise this evening. Uh, Dustin is, uh, is dog setting for a, uh, for a black lab who isn't used to being here. So he's a little, he's a little nervous. So that's, that's what the, the extra noise is right now. But, um, 25th street, you way too young to ever get to see anything there, aren't you? You probably yeah, only remember I, the mall, don't you? No, I never got to see any of that, but. You know, just hearing the stories and stuff and the locals and stuff, especially going up there to the old timers reunion and stuff with him. And there was actually a couple times, I think he, he ran off the track there into the river there. It was adjacent to that. And, uh, they, I guess he was underneath there for a good while that, Oh really? And he ended up getting himself out of the car and back up and everything and ended up checking out good and everything else. But, and then I think either before or after that, I'm not hundred percent sure we've kind of got mixed stories, but another racer had actually rolled off the track there and went into the river there and oh wow he actually ran out there and got him out before the uh emergency personnel even showed up mm. and anything so he's he's always had some type of story around so anything you've ever my brother's asking this uh been nervous about out on the track that you, that you kind of get fearful over when you're when you're in the car or on the racetrack or you kind of put all that i mean you run into burning houses so i'm sure you know that's that's no big deal there so yeah i mean you know after you've seen somebody roll one of these hornets and stuff <laughs> and seeing the aftermath of it it's really boils down to is you got to know that your cage is safe oh yeah um you can't just have some backyard welder or whatever put a cage in and expect it's going to hold up and put your life on it so you know, after you see one of them, and then at that same night, you always kind of, after you get off the track, especially during a heat race and it happens, you're always constantly looking over everything. Right. Making sure something don't break, especially that right rear. If that right rear or anything on that right side breaks, more like you, you go, go for a ride. ride. Yeah, so yeah. It's, you really pay attention to that stuff, so. Did, did, I was going to ask this, and my brother just typed it in there too. Did your Did your grandpa race at the hole up there in Columbus also? Yes, the, that's what they uh, the nickname. Uh, depending on if you like the track or not, I think they went by the hole or the hill. Yeah, what, it's uh, so our uh, our grand our grandma on our, on the Staples side actually her house was you can almost see the racetrack where it used to be from the hole there, and I've heard many stories that I even had drivers tell me up there that uh, they would pay after the racers drivers. They'd give them $100 for every complete roll they could do on the front stretch after the races up here uh-huh. at the hole. So at, uh, that's I'm, a pretty famous little place that uh, I don't think you can see anything with it anymore. So I think it was actually – I got it here. Uh, 
1958, he actually won the uh, open stock car feature up there at the 25th Street Fairgrounds. And then uh, it was 1960s, he started running the USAC Sprint cars. Oh, wow. So uh, he was actually running, There's, I believe it's between the Chevy and the uh, Offenhauser cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's running Offenhauser. But, so... I explained the extra noise this evening. That yeah, you're, 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 you. you're, you're dog sitting there. I heard you say, "Yeah, we're we're fostering a rescue pup." Uh, so uh, he may he may become uh, throttled up famous if uh, if we don't end up keeping him for the long term. He may become adoptable here on throttled up one night because uh, he is looking for his forever home. But I'm not I'm not willing to say he's not found it until the next couple of days. We'll see how things go. Beautiful black lab though he is and. His name right now is Abe, but he may change to Throttled, and he may end up being the studio dog. But I think my my actual dog, who's here all the time, must have smelled something outside and started barking. So Abe started barking. So I sent them both out to chase it off. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I think overall, though, this season, I was very happy with what I mean. The outcome was, I mean, there was finished eleventh in points. Yes, ran eight races out of fourteen total point races so for running only half really a little over half i was pretty happy i mean it was 19 points that separated me in 10th place and if i would have that's pretty good ain't it yeah i i kept looking at it and looking at it and then like right off the bat i like got way up there and i was like whoa like (laughs) there's no way this is gonna be like you know and me and andy brown we pushed hard the last two races, and that last points race, I ended up pushing it too hard. Like I said, I went back to driving it too hard in the corner and rolled the tire off in uh, the heat race. And I really needed to play second in that heat race to build it. Like, we was going to be real close to tying. And then once I got into the feature, then as long as I stayed in front of him at least two positions, we was going. I was going to be ahead of him. I mean, just slim on points. And me and him, I mean, pushed it hard for that whole race and then he come over there and he's like he shook my hand he's like man that was a good race and we i mean it was just straight up clean racing i mean we back and forth the whole time and it felt good for somebody to come over and you know i, I no. gotta, i'm gonna give a shout out to andy too i think he's got a beautiful hand-painted car i mean yep. you know he's about the only hand-painted car out there and i remember I can't remember about halfway through the season he pulled in there to at the draw shack and i, I told him i said it's like so old school because you know, he's you know his stuff still hand painted on there, yep. so I, I really like that. And I think that's probably the the coolest thing is when you can get you know a guy, and we've talked to other drivers about it that you trust to race with like that. That it's just good, hard, pure racing. You know, each one of you trying to get the better of the of the other one, and and just how much fun it is. And I I can't even imagine what it's like as a driver, as a fan. There's nothing better. To know that you're both going to be there at the end, and it and again, it doesn't matter to me whether it's first, second, or or third, fourth, or fifth, sixth. If it's good hard racing, there's nothing like seeing that as you're as you're racing for the checkers. And I end up causing a, well, I think I got spun out or something. I can't remember, but anyways, I got st- stopped up on the track and start ended up starting back last. So I was like 14th position, and. and Right off the bat, within you know the first lap to two laps, there I got myself back up there, right behind Andy, and me and him had been. I mean, we, I mean, we was we rubbed and we got into each other's back bumper and stuff like that. And he told he come when he come back over and talked to me. He he's like, I knew as soon as I felt that 
good nudge and ass in there he's like i knew it was 4j back on my back door and he's going racing again and so i mean it was just i mean it was a very fun night that night and like i said for him to come over there and we shook hands we had a good conversation about it and everything else and that's the stuff that i liked like i mean it was just that night was probably one of the better nights and so it's obviously like racing with andy then and and i don't want you to mention any names but are there drivers that you get around the track that you re- really wish you weren't around at that time that you you know it's obviously like racing with him because you know how he races is there drivers you get nervous around like i said let's not mention any names that's just you know there there is and like i said and i can't really say a whole lot you know it was my first year racing first time in a car so i'm sure they're probably just as nervous as i was around them so and there's a couple of them that i you know at towards the end of the season i figured out you know it had been their first time being in the car or whatever especially or on like dirt or something like that so i can't say a whole lot about it i mean right because it was your first year too first year too so and i know i'm sure i probably caused some accidents <laughs> or something like that but i mean we all got to learn somewhere and i mean that's the class i mean that's honestly the class that you know to do it <laughs> i'm not laughing at you at all um (laughs) zach burton said he don't like to race with bottoms and you know i I knew that answer before uh i'm telling you what what i think what we need to do is rent a boxing ring and this 100 percent is where i was going and we'll do a throttled up celebrity box off yeah zach burton and and Derek bottoms just get in there and what yeah 110 percent and and I'm going to throw this out now because I know that that oh boy said earlier that if Bottoms joined tonight, he had a wager for him um, for Fun Fest. But I'm going to throw it out here right now. If if we do the celebrity boxing, who are you taking, Bottoms or oh boy? I'm taking Bottoms. Boy, and you see, there was no hesitation in that. I know, and I, you were very very confident. All right, here's the deal. <laughs> Zach said, "Heck no, he's bigger." <laughs> here here i'm getting ready to try and put my money behind oh boy to try and support oh boy and he's already cut out of the fight before i've even got a chance to try and i mean i was getting ready to go hey we got this i was gonna pump him up a little bit here and nothing oh wait i got bottoms okay so i i think there you know I, i'll put my money on oh boy no i think he's taking bottoms in the bet too man i what Oh boy, we gotta talk. We gotta talk. <laughs> That's probably my biggest disappointment of the night, right there. The next time we have Oh Boy on, though, Bottoms is going to be on. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care what it takes because it'll be. I, we won't have to talk. We can just sit back. <laughs> well, we are at about an hour in already, and Justin, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna tell you that first of all, I really appreciate you reaching out to us and coming on um we were we had we had talked several times about wanting to get um our first hornet driver on and i saw like i said bill was on earlier and we still want to get bill on whether it's through a phone call or not i know he's usually out of town he's on the road all the time he's a working man yeah so we want to try and get with him and get him on as well but you know i want to tell you what i'm so impressed with and some of the questions i ask about what you go through through the week and the things you think is because I want people to see that it's not it is a class where guys are still working and they're still working to to better their cars and get out there every Saturday night and put on the best show that that is possible and I appreciate that 
Um, I wish you the best of luck this year, no matter what happens. If something falls in your lap, awesome. If not, understandable. But I do wish you the best of luck. And um, just I, just I don't buy another boat. As well. Don't yeah, buy another Stay boat. away from the boat. <laughs> no, I, I probably honestly probably won't go back for a boat for. <laughs> anything it's going to be a duck boat <laughs> that's pretty easy to keep up so so uh and again everybody that's that's watching us thank you um thanks to all our sponsors we will be back again here in two weeks um on wednesday night with marty o'neill yes um and uh also uh then we will be back weekly uh, I, I believe i have uh mr borrow coming in before the no way out he was going he, he actually wanted to come this evening but he left this morning to go to florida which i don't blame him so uh yeah it's tough for me to argue with to hang out with us or go to florida yeah. <laughs> I, i'd leave it a heartbeat not <laughs> to hang out with you man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean now i'd have went with you to florida last weekend when they were still at east bay oh I mean, right I'd, on yeah. i'd have been in then yeah. but uh, but no so i mean yeah so i think we've got some exciting things coming up and and don't forget you know obvious before we go off i want to give a big shout out to the chad stapleton interview you know representing our hometown guys on on mav tv there to uh total chaos himself you know the anti-role model you uh, know and, and i'm glad you brought that up because it's so funny that because usually when my wife is at home she does join the facebook live and kind of follow things and I was telling you the other day that I got her to she she watched a lot of the yeah. the Winter Nationals with me on TV and and she really actually got into it. But when when Chad was was in that race and she kept seeing it, and I said I, I said something about Chad, good line or something. I forget what I even said. And and she goes, "That's not the Chad Stapleton that comments on your your podcast all the time, is it?" And I go, "Yeah." And she's like, "Like right there on TV." And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, same guy oh, yeah. that makes all those comments on Wednesday <laughs> nights on the podcast. It's that's him. So yeah, huge shout out to Stapleton and uh, and he, all he, the guys. And and speaking of my wife, it looks like she just logged in as I talked about her, which is almost scary um, <laughs> because she must be. She's like Google and Facebook. She listens even when she's not online. Oh yeah, it, this is this is <laughs> you know. Have, have you ever Googled something and get on Facebook and oh, it, and it gives you the ad? Yeah, it gives you the ad <laughs> that you just looked at. You know, so it's yeah. You got to be careful what you what you Google for. So <laughs> she she'll be coming home and saying, "Where'd you eat dinner at?" Heard you talk to Rick Gum tonight. Yeah, so. well, she already knows. <laughs> but. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, again, everybody, thank you. We're excited for the race season to start. Don't forget the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th, Brownstown Speedway, followed up the next weekend. Um, Friday night. And Saturday night, all in yep. 25. Friday night, no way out 40 on Saturday. Full shows both nights. And and I will say this, uh, and I think Matt and I can both agree on this. We We give each other a lot of crap back and forth between the open wheel and the, and the late model guys, but that's two weekends that you don't want to miss at Brownstown. Oh, that's a fact. I don't care if you're late model yeah. guy, sprint car guy, getting to see, I mean, and Brownstown's great every weekend, but getting to see all those guys um, in those two weekends right off the bat, there's nothing like it. And if weather permits, uh, two weekends of practice there, the first two weekends in March, what is that, March 2nd and uh, 9th, I think? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Jim's going to have the track open for practice on the uh, any class, any any dirt car that uh, you need to turn laps in. Uh, it was exciting last year. Justin Bowling, first time I ever seen him in a car mm -hmm. was uh, 
was in practice last year, so kind of look forward to see who's in new places and what they're on practice day. So don't forget about that either. And I do want to shout out to you um, as we talk about the No Way Out. Obviously, I talk about me being a sprint car guy, and and uh, obviously exciting news about Briscoe and, and Dave Darlin hooking yes. up. And, and you were so kind. You saw the new paint scheme, which I've talked so much about what Chase Briscoe Racing would look like this year, and sent it to me. And just want to say you and I have talked about it. I'm stoked. I think it is sweet looking i think it looks like he's down to business and with dave darlin in the car they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch this year it's not the red and white that you wanted but it's a it's a car that looks like it means business set it's still. old school oh, it, yes. it's not yeah. flashy it's not it's not look at me it's you'll see me parked in victory lane and i think with dave darlin in the shoe i think they're tough to bet against people's champ man absolutely all right everybody i hope everybody has a great week thanks for joining us justin best of luck um with everything anytime you ever want to come back on yeah don't be we'd a stranger. love to have you back all right well thank you guys